complex, icky, messy, can't figure out what's happening. Why do I feel super grateful and relieved and also like totally guilty and embarrassed? Like, I don't know. Like, it's just like usually people who find this particular show and my work are in like a puddle of messy, complex abortion feelings. What I'm excited to talk to you about is um, we're going to learn more about your story, but it feels like you have a very empowered story. Maybe it also had complex layers. I hope so. <laughs> so far, I'm like, I would love to share your story um, in whatever form it comes. Um, and also just for people to remember, there's so many different experiences after abortion. Mm-hmm. And little pieces of everyone's story are possible for all of us. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. why don't you introduce yourself to the audience okay. in whatever okay. way feels good for you personally, professionally, story-wise, and then we'll, we'll talk about your experience with abortions. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm so glad like the, the metaverse <laughs> I know, connect, right? connect, connected us. Cause I, I think these stories are so powerful. I think it's, it's just important to, to destigmatize and to share just the experience of being human, of being a, a woman. And, and I'm happy to share my story because I, I own it. I control it and nobody gets to tell me anything other about it. Like it's my life, my choice. And can I swear? Oh, all the swearing. Yeah. You can fuck all the way off. Yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't have to like it. You know, so that's that's it. So, yeah. all right. So, brief brief intro. Um, what up, everybody? My name is Angela Gentile. I am a storyteller, a disruptor, an entrepreneur, a professional hype woman. I sure am. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and podcast host, and I run a community called the Empowered Millennials, which is all about giving millennials a one stop shop resources to be able to take big bold action in their life because we're not stuck. We don't have to be living in what we feel we should because that's rooted in patriarchy and oppression and supremacy and all that stuff. So when we shed the should, we get Mm. to live a life we love. So that's what the community is all about. So you can find me on on all the socials and stuff there. Oh, um, so good. Yeah. And I think being I love able to you share, already. <laughs> I think just being able to share the story of like, I made a choice that was hard. Yeah. And I, I'm so grateful. Like I can do hard things because I think yeah, if I that listen, was my biggest takeaway, uh-huh. right. Like, cause I think if we listen to the should and like the noise, we're not necessarily listening to our inner knowing and our, our true self because that intuition is screaming at us all the time, all the time. So I think it's important. And I, I'm happy to share my story today to remind you to listen, whatever it is, whatever it is, yeah. you know, Beautiful. it's there for a reason. Beautiful. Um, do you want to, do you, do you want to tell us how abortion came into your life or sure. multiple? I don't even know if you've had one or multiple, do you want to start there or do you want to tell us well things will will evolve out but when I first started so I started this work um I had my abortion over six years ago and then I kind of eased my way into the work like I knew it was going to happen but I was yeah. like ah, I I'm not that person this is not what I planned for my life <laughs> mm-hmm. did not think I'd be talking about abortion for the next decades <laughs> But when I re- when I very first started the work, you used the two um, 
the two words that that just were so clear for me, which was to own it, like own, it. own your story, own mm-hmm. your experience, own your history, own your abortion. Like, I think that was like my very first kind of like, you know, whatever I created a PDF or a course or something. Yeah. Like, feels like forever ago, but I think it was own your abortion. Yeah. I um, love that. So I, I just love that you jumped out with that language. Like I own it. And I so, think it's so many listeners don't know what that feels like. They're like, what so, the fuck are you talking about? Own it. Like, yeah, I want to run away from it. I don't want to yeah. own it. <laughs> okay. So let me, I, I, I'll start here with this. Cause okay. I think, because I think when I tell the story, like, let me just set the scene and lay the tone of like what we're going to get into. Cause I speak yeah. so candidly about this and I'm very nonchalant. Like I had an abortion, just like I went to the grocery store. Like both yeah. of those things are just mundane to me. Yeah. And, and, and I, I say that because of the choice that I made to, to own it, because yes. I think when we, when we start using like words have, have vibration and power. And the way that we speak to ourselves is what we digest, is what we absorb. So if we're saying like, I'm worthless, I'm a sack of shit, I'm, I'm a killer, um, I'm whatever, whatever those negative connotations that we keep speaking to ourselves, we are welcoming more of that frequency to come back. We are living in a place where we have told the world that we are going to accept that really. And I, I, I don't, I don't want to like, I'm just going to be a little little gangster with it. Like that's the reality. And we can sometimes be a willing participant in our own suffering just by simply the vibrational level that we're on. Mm-hmm. And I want to say that because if we co-create to get there, we can also co-create to not be there, yeah. right? Just as much as we've allowed ourselves to be a mm-hmm. victim of our circumstance we can also put ourselves in the driver's seat of our circumstance and put our foot on the motherfucking gas and go. It's it's a series of choices. Just like we made one choice, we can continue to make choices on how the story evolves. So with that said, I think we can get into like kind of a, a, a low vibrational victim mindset of this is happening to me. These mm-hmm. This shame is happening to me. Like everybody hates me. I'm, I'm, I'm shameful. I'm worthless, like whatever. And we feel like the situation controls us. Mm-hmm. And when we do that with anything, if we feel powerless to anything, we, we are, we are. If we allow someone to come in and tell us what to do, like we've taken away our agency. We've taken, yeah, we've taken away our opportunity. We've taken away our joy. We've taken away the essence of what it means to be in our life. Mm-hmm. So I think when we're here and we're like, oh, I can't believe I like I did that. I'm so ashamed. And we're in that cycle. We're allowing the situation to dictate our worth. And look, <laughs> we are worthy and we are beautiful simply because we are. There is no amount of action attached to that at all. We are worthy because we decide that we are. And that's it. So we are not one choice in our life. We are a series and a sum of the choices we make of, of the energy we put out of what we believe about ourselves. I've done a lot of fucked up things. Having an abortion, I think was not one of them, but I've done a lot of fucked up things. (laughs) I made a lot of mistakes. And if I hang out and get angry at myself for doing the things that I did, I would be in a puddle on the floor and I'd never get out of bed feeling ashamed and guilty all the time. Mm -hmm. I can say, and I think what can shift is when we say, okay, I made this choice at this time with the information that I had. And that version of me who knew what she knew at the time did the absolute very best that she could. And I'm proud of her for making the decision with the limited amount of knowledge that she had. Yeah. Or in that moment, under distress, like whatever it was, whatever was going on at the time, making a choice to do whatever you want to do in that moment was you doing the absolute best that you could at the time. And you say, thank you because you now can look back on it with wisdom. Even, even if it was like, Oh, that wasn't the quote right decision. I don't even really believe in that right or wrong. Like it's just a choice you made whenever. Yeah. So I think it gives you just pause and, and builds confidence to be like, I, 
I'm not a victim of the circumstance. I choose to move forward with a story that I want to tell about this. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to let anybody else tell me a story about me. I mean, you can make up a story all you want. I ain't going to read it. I'm not going to listen to it. <laughs> so what if I write my own story and that's the story that I tell, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like, remember if, if anybody has kids or like, if when we were kids, it was like, oh, you know, don't, when you get bullied, like you have to like own it and be like, I know you are, but what am I? Like, it's kind of <laughs> like that. It's kind of like that. Like, yeah. And if I'm and... not, if I'm not bothered by it, then whatever you're going to say to try to bring me down doesn't bother me. Oh, yeah. oh, you had an abortion. I can't believe you would do that. Okay. So I had an abortion. What's the problem? Mm-hmm. Okay. You can believe whatever you want. Thank you so much. God bless. Yeah. And just keep moving and just keep fucking moving. Yeah. I don't allow someone else's versions and stories about me or former versions of me who literally did the best she could with what she had to infiltrate my life now as a 40 something year old woman. No way. No way. So I hope that that is, I hope it answers the question around like owning it, owning it. It's my yeah. story, not anybody else's. So I'll yeah. tell the story the way that it needs to be told. It's I'm noticing as I'm listening to you, how many iterations of my own conversation about abortion I've been through like I like I feel like the way you're talking about it now is how I was talking about it four years ago yeah and I still agree with everything you said yeah (laughs) um and I have since noticed um I I actually I want to link to a workshop I did called changing your vibration after abortion um and it was very much that um it is, it is, it takes action and it takes a decision and it takes a choice to change mm-hmm. the vibration, to be in a different state of your emotional experience. Um, so the place I've explored in the many years since is the nuance of what's between. I totally own it. Mm. I completely reject it and can't even admit to myself that it's happened. Um, so you just, I, I took so many notes on your <laughs> and that and that and that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, but let me start at the bottom of my notes and I, I actually don't remember what you said. Oh, maybe some, some degree of like it, it, if I'm not bothered by it, it's, you know, like, do you remember what you said where you used the word bothered? I don't know. Okay. Well, anyway, it's like, <laughs> it rewind. A, Can we yeah. rewind? <laughs> is it the story I tell about it or is it yeah. the story you tell about it? Which one am I going to go with? Yeah. And you use yeah. the word bothered. And I, I don't remember when we listen back, obviously we'll remember, but I know many of my listeners are like, but I am bothered by it. That's the problem. I am bothered by my own decision. Mm. And it just, the place that Angela is at is possible for us all. I really truly believe that no Mm. matter where you are in your story, even if you completely regret your decision and think you're a total asshole and all the things, right? <laughs> yeah. The place she is speaking to, I genuinely believe if we want to, we can yeah. all get there. And so there is this place where listeners are like, but I am bothered by my own choice. I yeah. am bothered by yeah. my own decisions. I am bothered by some people would define it now, maybe not always. As having so acted I, against my values or moral, morals or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I think I, I want to hold space and I want to honor the emotions that come up with this. Cause again, I think my perspective is very different. I knew I did never, I've never questioned this ever. Just say it again, because that is possible for everyone. I've never questioned. I've literally don't think about it. I had an abortion almost 20 years ago and I don't think about it at all. Because so many (sighs) listeners 
let it run their lives. I think that's let what it, it is. run the show. Yeah. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't or that your way is better. It's just I think that's that- part of the process. I think that's part of the process of like yeah. understanding what feelings are coming up for you because I think sometimes when we're at that like weird kind of crossroads of like I made this decision but it's done. How is, how is you questioning and beating yourself up for a situation serving you? I think it's like, what did I learn? What did this come in my life to teach me? Because I think if we're, if we're like, I shouldn't have done that. I can't believe I did that. I hate that. We're living in the past and we're trying to recreate the future by trying to recreate the past, which is fucking impossible. So I think what we can do is allow ourselves to be in this present moment of like, okay, this and this and this happened. And this is the choice that I made. What am I feeling now? And I think that's an important question to ask. Mm -hmm. Regret, shame, where's that come from? And I think the more that we get curious, because is it about the abortion or is it about other (laughs) underlying things that are attached to that decision? Right. Is there some kind of like, I'm not good enough. Is there some kind of childhood little girl in us that's coming up? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But I think if we take the situation that we're still replaying in our head, creating this loop, creating this story, I think the questions are, why are we so attached to the story? What, what is the story here to show me about myself, about my life? about what choices I needed need to make now moving forward, because this is a gift. I'm, I, I, I know. And you're like, fuck you, Angela, this was not a gift. You can choose to think it wasn't a gift and stay in your suffering. I have been through some real dark, awful things in my life. And I look at those situations when I was like on the ground, suicidal being like, okay, what was this here to show me? Yeah. How was this here to give me a gift, to change the direction of my life, to learn more about myself, to, to grow, to evolve, to do this work that I do now. Right. So there's something here that is guiding you in a direction in your life to learn something about yourself so that you can level up and elevate your entire existence. I truly believe that. And I don't know if we're here now, but what I think is appropriate is to feel the feelings feel every single ounce of that feeling, like the guttural on your hands and knees crying. If that's what you need to feel, if you need to go to one of them smash rooms and smash some shit, like go, like, <laughs> go do that. But I think feeling every ounce of that feeling will help create the space and clear the path of like, yes. what was this for? You know what I mean? What do I do now? Cause I think that's the question. Get curious of like, what is this for? What is here to teach me? Why am I so attached to it? And what do I do now? What do I do now? Yeah. That's the important part of how you move forward. Because if we're just like retracing the steps backward, like reliving the past, like what's that going to do? What do we do now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Like every time I'm like, all right, well, that was like running a business is like a mind fuck, right? So every time that I do something that doesn't work in my business, I was like, shit, that failed. And if I think about the money I spent and how I'm like, take a step backwards, all that shit, I wouldn't go anywhere. But I'm like, okay, that didn't work. Now what? Now what? Here I am now. What do I do yes. now? Yeah. I'm so- <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. All the things. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, And I think pe- like we need help. What does it even, when you say feel the feelings, people are like, I have been feeling the feelings. I've been crying for three years. It's like, that's not feeling the feelings <laughs> in the yeah. way that's useful. But yeah. I love, um, I want to speak to this gift part because I, I agree with you. I think anything in our life can, in our lives can be a gift, but I think what we don't understand as most humans is that it's back to, you know, all those things you said before about choice and decisions. Mm-hmm. Like we make it a gift. Yeah. We yeah. make it a gift. Yeah. It's not that like someone gave you this beautiful gift and you're supposed to enjoy it and treasure it and turn it into something positive. It's like you have the capacity to make it a gift. And mm-hmm. that is answering all the questions that you just posed. Yeah. It's like, it's not like, well, yours might be a gift, but mine is not. Mine well, is I think because I made it. <clears throat> I think it's it's the process of grief. 
And when we go through a loss of any kind, whether it is an abortion, whether it is like a loss of a parent, whether it's a loss of a job, whatever, any kind of loss, I think what we can, we can take away from that is that grief is, is fuckery, man. It's a lot. It's just an amalgamation of all these emotions. So I think when we're like, but I feel sad. Okay. And I want you to embrace this. And because there are so many things that can coexist at the same time, I have had the most devastating shit happen to me. And yes, and it's also grateful. It's also hopeful. I also feel empowered by it. And Mm -hmm. it's fucking devastating. And it was also like something that I can't imagine not happening in my life to get me where I am. So I think rather than like, I don't want to feel this way. That's part of owning it. it that's part of owning it. I own it. that I feel this way. I own that that was hard. I yeah. own that that sucked. I own that, you know what? I'm sad about it. And I'm also grateful that I made that choice at the same time. One is not better than the other. They are just here, like married together on the same spectrum. And I think if we try to run from one, then we can't get close to the other. They both have to coexist. I'm fucking angry and I'm grateful. Yeah. I'm devastated and I'm so incredibly joyful. Mm-hmm. It's not it, that that's not wrong. It's just it literally is exactly what it means to be human is all of it. All of it. That's our gift as humans is to feel the feelings. I'm like, I don't have anything to say because you're saying all the things <laughs> I've been saying in the last four, you know, yeah. four plus years. <laughs> it's just, it, yeah, it's all of it. It's being, yeah, it's all of it. It's the and, it's the, mm-hmm. of course, it's the, it's, this is happening. It's the, what do I want to do with it? How do I want to mm-hmm. grow? Mm-hmm. Um, All of it. Um, Yeah, like, I just, like, if you need to listen to this episode 10 times, please in the first nine times you're screaming mad at it. Keep listening because all of this is possible. Everything you've said, I'm, I I'm with you. I want to go back to one thing. Um, You mentioned beating, you know, beating ourselves up. Right. And I think your words were, it's not serving me. And I'm, I'm quite sure you're going to agree with me as we Mm -hmm. move forward here. But I want to address it for listeners um, because so many are are beating themselves up. And you know what? Even if, like me, you're not beating yourself up about your abortion or Angela, you're beating yourself up about something else. Yeah. And so yeah. I just want to take that um, opportunity to point out that when we use the language of beating myself up is not serving me, um, it's kind of like, well, now what? I can't just stop doing it. Like it's, oh, you know that funny SNL skit where um, the therapist is like the stop it skit. Do you know that skit? Oh my god, I feel like I do. Who was in it? Is like Tell me. All, all therapy. I don't. I don't remember. It's five. Oh my god, I gotta look it up. And like she hands him the five dollars, and he's like, okay, tell me what's happening, and she goes into whatever, and he's like, stop it. And she's like, yeah, but da, 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 da. And he's like, stop it. <laughs> yeah. Like that's yeah. the entire therapy session is stop it. <laughs> so when you're beating yourself up, when you're replaying the past, when you're what ifing, when you're mm-hmm. wondering what that kid would have looked like, it, it it is stop it, but it's not that easy. And I think one of the ways to um to understand why you're beating yourself up yeah. is to say how is this serving me? This actually is serving me in some way. And if I can figure out how it is serving me to keep repaying, replaying the past, how it is serving me to keep telling myself I'm a failure, how it is serving me, that is going to take me to the place where I realize, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm doing that because I don't have to feel shame for beating myself up or replaying the past or what ifing. I just want to understand it so that I can then find a different way to get the same result. Like super, a uh, super common example is I'm doing it to protect myself. I'm doing it to prove something to myself. 
okay, let's find another way to protect you. Let's find another mm-hmm. way to prove something. And right. I'm just giving vague examples because it's different for everybody. Right, right, right. And that's the work of figuring it out. Why am I doing that thing that I'm doing? Instead of just, I'm a terrible person for doing it. I can't stop beating myself up. It's like, no, you have a really good reason for doing that. Let's figure out the reason. Mm -hmm. What's the result you're getting from beating yourself up? And then let's find that result a different way. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Because I I think we can get in that that cycle, right? Of I'm, I'm beating myself up. I deserve this. And I think if we're not getting curious about where did that story start? Why do you think you deserve this? Cause it's not, yeah. why do you think you deserve suffering? Cause I don't think it started with an abortion. I think this is like a long standing pattern. Um, that's probably been going on for a long time. So until we get to the root of that too, you know, maybe this, this cycle that you're in around your abortion is coming up on repeat because you haven't learned the thing that you need to learn that you need to change. Yeah. And I also, I work a lot with millennials and I think like we of, we are of like birthing (laughs) age. (laughs) So, and I think when we are raised in this age bracket, right. Where we learned a lot of deference, we learned a lot of shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. We learned a lot of be a good girl. Mm -hmm. We learned a lot of your needs don't matter. Take Mm -hmm. care of everybody else. These are like default operating systems that came from our families, like God bless our mothers and our grandmothers. But a lot of times this came out of protection and and survival because women couldn't open bank accounts, couldn't own property, couldn't get paying jobs, couldn't do anything without the consent of a man. So a lot of this deference was so that you could like have a roof over your head. And I think where we are in this powerful place is that we've been given the gift of opportunities. We've been given the gift of choices and we are not used to making choices for ourselves Mm -hmm. that feel good. We're just not, we're not well-versed. We're not, we're not well-practiced to choose choose ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. To make a choice as a woman is still a risk, even though existing as a woman is a risk, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just want to put that out there. Like it can be like you, we make a brave decision when we have an abortion and, and when we're not used to making decisions every day where we choose ourselves, this is a, fu- this is a game changer. It's a big dog. You know what I'm saying? This is like yeah. zero to a hundred. Yeah. Of course it can feel uncomfortable because we've made the ultimate choice to, to, curate our life in a very specific way. And I think maybe it might be helpful to look at like, huh, where else can I start looking at where I want to make more decisions for me in my life? Yeah. Cause I think that's why like, um, and I use the word unbothered cause I really think it's true because I, I don't, I make decisions for myself every day. I, me first, like I, that's it. You know what I'm saying? And I think I've always known what I've wanted. And there have been times where I have been swayed and I have been like carried downwind by someone else's expectations. (laughs) But like I have had, I've had a really strong sense of like what I want. Yeah. And I think if the more that we can get clear on like, I want that doesn't matter what anybody thinks, doesn't matter what anybody thinks or needs from you. It's Mm -hmm. this is what I want. If you can Mm -hmm. just sit with that for a second, I think the decisions that we make in tandem with that Mm -hmm. might not feel as heavy because of course they seemed right because they connect and they align to what we really want. Exactly. You know, so there's no shame or guilt that's attached to it. You're just like, oh, well, that was supported what I wanted at the time. That's it. You know, way back in the podcast, I and I mention it a lot because it's just going to keep coming back. It's like there's a four part series called Honor Your Abortion. And the third part is Honor Your Wants. Yeah. And that is one of the biggest problems I see with people struggling yeah. after abortion is they don't think what they want matters. Right. Yeah. And oh, I, my God. I just want to hug. I want to hug. I want to hug everybody who feels that yeah. way. Yeah. That's the only thing that matters. Yep. <laughs> It's a huge deal. Um, It's a huge deal. And abortion can be an opportunity where you see that and you explore that and you start honoring your wants. You start believing that what you want matters. You start going after Mm -hmm. what you want. 
Um, so yeah, gosh, everything you've said, I'm like, nailed it, nailed it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. It's just so refreshing to hear you, um, share all your thoughts. Let me jump in for a sec for my listeners who've had, um, multiple abortions and you, I talk about this a lot in my work that like what you're feeling, you know, it feels like it's coming from the abortion, but just like Angela said, it's coming from so many other layers and stories in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and my listeners have had multiple abortions. Many of them have had an abortion, no big deal, moved on best decision ever had another abortion totally found themselves in the what ifs or the guilt or the shame or the regret or whatever, like completely different, same human, completely different experiences with different abortions. And I just think that's such a good example of how it's not about the abortion. The abortion Mm -hmm. was a procedure, just like you mentioned earlier, like going to the grocery store. And I know that people out there like, this is not going to the grocery store. This is very different, but that is a way to see even in the same human, two different abortions have two different outcomes because it was never really about the abortion. It was about everything else happening in your life at the time that you made that choice. Yeah, absolutely. So that stuck out to me and I just wanted to go back to it. Yeah. Um, anything else just come up for you? No, I mean, a little bit. I think, I think we make decisions with the information we have at the time. And if you have had an abortion six months apart, you're still not the same person you were six months ago, six years ago. So of course it's going to hit a little bit different just because you are in a different place in your life with different circumstances, whatever, you know, I I've only had one, so I can only speak on that, but I know that there have been many times in my life and other scenarios where I was like, this was such an, this was an easier decision to make when I was 30 or whatever, but because I know things now I have some wisdom, I have some experience like, or God, this is so much easier now in my, most things are easier now in my forties. I'll just say that. Like, I don't give a fuck about much. So, (laughs) you know, so I think it just, there's so many factors that go into it. So it's not necessarily that the act that, that it, that we're doing, but it's the, the how and the why behind it. And that will always change depending on like where we are in our lives. Yeah. You just, I just pulled up this meme I posted in the day <laughs> on Instagram it, and it just says, I've reached I that age where my brain goes from, you probably shouldn't say that to what the hell, let's see what happens. That's it. Yeah, what the hell? What the hell? Honestly, no. I'm kind of like, is that worth it? Does it? Is that going to be worth my energy? And most of the time, I'm like, nah. I'm all set. I don't. I don't care. I don't exactly. Care. <laughs> um, and I do think, yeah, abortion at all different stages in our in our life is is really different. The way we talk about our abortion, the way we tell our story about our abortion, it's gonna change over time. Even the one decision, the one abortion you've had or whatever, the way you talk about it's going to change over your life because you are changing. Yeah. Um, I wasn't candid about this, like when it first happened, mostly because there really weren't platforms like this. Yeah. It was like, God, was it 2004? Yeah. 2005? There was no like no. social media where we were doing this, like support groups. Like I didn't, what? Well, mine I didn't... was in 2017. I didn't have yeah. my abortion until 2017. Um, and I came from my, many of my listeners know I came from a world of pregnancy, birth, postpartum, like all my friends were midwives and obstetricians. Like mm-hmm. I was in as much reproductive health as you could be <laughs> in. I mean, I'm sure there. On this, you know, in the pool, I was in it Mm -hmm. 2017 and there's still, I could not find the re that's why I'm doing this because I couldn't find resources. Right. That's only six years ago. Right. Yeah. So yeah. 
It's, it's wild. But do you remember what you did feel like back in, what did you say, 2004? Like, so I was 24 when I found out I was pregnant and, you know, we had that early twenties relationship, but the on again, off again, and like, I love him. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, wonderful man. Like, God bless. I wish him all the best. He has a beautiful family. Like good luck. I, we were together for almost eight years. Um, but in this time we were just graduating college and I was, he was going abroad for a semester and I was finishing up my student teaching and we were on again, you know? Yeah. And I got pregnant. And I just remember like taking the pregnancy test. Like I knew something was, I was like, why? I'm so fucking tired. I was like, why are my boobs big? Why am I fat? Why am I tired? Like, what the fuck is this? Um, And were we using birth control? No, everybody. Like this was like a wing and a prayer, like full disclosure. I was not being responsible with my body. You know, it, it is what it, it was, what it was. Like these were the decisions I made at the time. I can kind of roll my eyes and laugh about it like girl. But at the time, this is what felt right to me. Um, Yeah. And I just remember sitting in my bathroom of my like shitty ass college apartment with the pregnancy test. And I was like, fuck. I knew immediately, immediately. I was like, get it out. Get it out. I don't, I don't want this. And for like a split second, I sat on the toilet and I was like, could I do this? I was like, could I be a mom? And then I go out. I go out and I hand the the pregnancy stick to my boyfriend at the time. And he goes, my boys can swim. And then I was like, nope, I cannot. I cannot do this. I cannot do this. This is not, (laughs) this is not right. (laughs) Oh, I'm laughing, but it's not funny. (laughs) But it is like, it is funny. Like this whole scenario, like, like just imagine I'm a 24 year old. Um, I, I, I felt like a, you know, at the time I felt grown, but I was a kid. Oh man. I was a kid and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And he's mm-hmm. just like, my you know, chest bump, high swim. five. He's like, my boys can swim. I was like, you dick. Like, do you know like what I'm experiencing? And the answer is no. And that is why we're not together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. um, so he ended up leaving and going on his abroad trip mm-hmm. to Italy. So this motherfucker was in carnival living it up while Angela was going to Planned Parenthood in a snowstorm with her best friend driving her. Okay. I was just like so many of these factors of, of what I wanted, right. When we talk about what I, what you wanted. And I was like, if I am going to have kids, like I want a supportive partner. And I was like, flags on flags on flags on flags. I was like, this ain't it this ain't it clearly (laughs) (laughs) this ain't it and like I wasn't trying because I know oh I've done it I've done it so many times where we like pull our car up to the Barbie dream house and we're like it's gonna be amazing it'll change I was real clear of like what it was and what it wasn't at the time and I was like you better pull a u-turn away from that Barbie dream house because we are not stopping there we are not stopping there. Yeah. And I knew that I had, I had things that I wanted to do. I wasn't even graduated from college. I was like going into my like student teaching. And I was like, I don't want to be a pregnant student teacher. I don't want to do this. I was like, none of this is right. Everything in my spidey senses was like, get it out, get it out, get it out, get it out. Yeah. I don't want this. I don't want this. And I think I, I haven't talked about that feeling on the podcast in a long time or really with anyone. Yeah. But gosh, that get it out feeling is so real. I, I, yeah, I remember I being. I wasn't sure. My my sitting on the toilet moment, could I do this, was a lot longer than yours. And by that, I mean days, but not. Okay, no, time. mine was like three minutes. Yeah, no, for me, <laughs> I did. But I was 38. I was married. I had three kids, like completely right. different situation. Um, But once I knew yeah. abortion was my right choice mm-hmm. at that time, that get it out feeling is so strong. And I think, and I think like what be over soon enough. <laughs> I was like, I'll do it myself. Like, what are we doing? Like, let's go. Like, I'll make it like, tomorrow. Can I go tomorrow? Yeah. Um, and I just remember going to Planned Parenthood with my best friend. Um, I love her. She is my ride or die to this day. We've been friends for over God, like 35 years. And we live very different lives. 
But like when push comes, well, it's going to make me emotional. Like when push comes to shove, like yeah. we're there, we're there like swimwear just yeah. together. And it's, it's beautiful to have that. And I think that was just one of the most powerful experiences Two 24 year old kids taking agency in their life, supporting best friends, supporting like strong women love. Like, yeah. dude, it was, I think that's what made it so powerful for me is having yeah. like, I feel like I'm with an army with her. Yeah. You know, yeah. Ooh, I didn't think I would get emotional, <laughs> not talking about abortion, but like talking about like the friendship and like the yeah. beauty that comes with like sisterhood. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just, I remember we, we go to Planned Parenthood and um, there was a few protesters sitting out in the snowstorm. Like they had nothing better to do that day. Um, whatever, pay them no mind. I don't care. If that's what you feel called to do. Great. Um, mm-hmm. but judgment comes when you judge. So it'll come. It'll yeah. come. So I think when you were talking about that, like getting it out feeling, I just remember, God, this is like over 20 years ago or almost yeah. 20 years ago. So I'm wow. like, so this is like what I remember yeah. going in. And I I just remember going for like, like I had the appointment. I was getting it done. We're getting it done today. And they pull you into a room and they're like, are you sure about your decision? And I felt like I had to, that's the one. And I don't know if that's changed, but that really like pissed me off. I was Mm -hmm. like, don't fucking question me. If I say that this is what it is, you don't need to give me pamphlets about options. Like I'm already here, boo. Let's get her done. Let's do this. And I I felt like I, I, like I was trying to be talked, like almost like coerced out of my decision at Planned Parenthood. Mm. I'm just like, we want to make sure you know what your options are. Bitch, I know what my options are. Like, yeah. no one's forcing me to, like, and these are the questions. And like, yeah, I understand that a lot of women come with like different circumstances. I know it's so, there's no good, there's no right way. There's no good yeah. way. There's no universal way to offer that care because a lot of people are coming there and they don't want to be doing it. They're feeling forced. They're feeling pressured yeah. by a boyfriend or a partner or a mother. <laughs> I hate that it has to be like that, but I also think like, I understand it now. I understand it now of why that, but at the time I was like ready to throw hands. I was like, like, yeah, yeah, you know, I was like, I just get me. I want to go home. Like, can we get this done? I want to go home. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I remember what happened in the, in the room. Um, we wheel, they like wheel me out. Mm-hmm. Like, like it was just it was such a wild experience again like I don't know if things happen like this anymore but it was like just a here's your you're going under um I'm like I have my my panties in my hand that they're gonna like put on me after and you know like they're just like zipping them up stand up and you're like go sit in the recovery room and I'm like what the fuck just happened yeah. it was but it was fine. I was like, yeah. this is cool. Cause I didn't question it. You know what I'm saying? And like, this is business as usual. And I was just sitting there eating crackers and having orange juice and like the recovery chairs. And I was like, I, we just did a thing today. Yeah. And the woman, the woman next to me, um, was there and she was crying. Mm-hmm. And I just remember being like, I reached out and I just like grabbed her hand again, like yeah. the sisterhood, like girl. And that, I didn't- Okay. That is such an important moment, right? Like yeah. I can see that your experience is different than mine. And Mm -hmm. for you to be a 24 year old woman who can acknowledge both our experiences matter. Yeah. Like a fucking badass for having just like taken care of my life the way I needed to. And you're clearly upset. And I had the space. I had the space to give to her together. Yeah. Yeah. Like I had the space to give it to her and I was like, Ooh, I go, I don't feel that way. Yeah. I don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, should I feel this way? You know? I remember that a lot. <laughs> I was, I like, was sh- like, so glad it was over. And then I was like, should I feel bad? <laughs> yeah. And 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 I I I only asked that because I was like watching this woman get visibly upset and have like yeah. real raw emotions. And like, yeah. I don't know what those emotions were. Were they regret? Were they relief? Was it just like the overwhelm of the day? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But I did know that there was like an outreach and, and, you know, they kept coming in and I was like, I'm good. Like, can I, can I go? Had enough crackers. Like I'm ready to leave. (laughs) I don't need any more orange juice. (laughs) And I, I just, 
I, I came home and my mom was there. Um, and I laid in bed and I cried mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. because I regretted my decision, a lot. Yeah, but I was, it was an emotional day. It was an empowering day. Yeah. It was the realization of like, I did that alone. Mm-hmm. And granted I had my girl, I had my, my best friend, but like the man involved in this. And I was angry mm-hmm. at, at him. I was angry that like, this was the situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just had a lot of emotions of, of what was coming up for me. Yeah. And I, but at the same time, I was like, yo, you did that. Yeah. You did that. You did that by yourself. And even if your friend wasn't there, you would have gone there by yourself and you would have done that because you're just a gangster ass bitch. Like that's what you would have done, you know? And I, I, was, was it during recording or before recording that you said like, I can do hard things like I can do hard things yeah yeah and that's that moment where you're like I did that it's like oh shit I can do hard things like what else Mm -hmm. can I do yeah um yeah because when you say like mm -hmm. when you make a decision for yourself when you're Mm -hmm. like this is what I want and you do the hard decision to get there that's where we build confidence because we look at how we're showing up for ourselves we don't need anybody to show up for us like we fucking did that We did that. So whether it's, you know, having an abortion or even something small, even something small of like, I'm not going to go to that birthday party this weekend. I'm not going to go and help that person with that thing that I don't want to do. Right. Like those little things over time, build the confidence and resilience to be like, I'm good. I know how to give myself what I need, you know? Yeah. And I just want to come back to like the um, and I'll share a link to that changing your vibration workshop I did a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. For the listener, feel the difference when you say to yourself, I can do hard things. And that was hard. Yeah. Just feel what your body does. Hard is in both sentences. Hard is because those are both stories. I can do hard things is a story you're telling yourself. And that was hard is a story you're telling yourself. Hard didn't change. We're not Mm -hmm. making it not hard. We're not making abortion sprinkles and lollipops and unicorns. It it was hard either way. But the story you tell yourself about it feels different in your body. And that feeling in your body is affects your next steps forward and your next steps forward are the rest of your life um yeah that's powerful it it matters it matters yeah yeah that's beautiful that's a great perspective rewind that y'all rewind that well this whole conversation (laughs) all of it thank you so 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 much thank you for creating a lot of this i needed to come back to (laughs) a lot of it i needed to remember um because I do talk to so many people in deep grief, mm-hmm. lots of guilt, massive shame. Like I, I talk to people in a lot of hard situations. And um, even though, I mean, there's nothing you really said that I haven't said before, but I needed to come back to it and be like, yes, Sometimes, this, yeah. is it. this is the work. Sometimes that's um, it. I'm glad it, it landed today. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. Sure. Um, again, we will link to all your stuff, but if someone wants to find you real quick, let's, what's the best one, first, first go-to place to find you. Um, Instagram, the empowered yeah. millennials. You can find me there. You can find me there. Yeah. I'm actually much more responsive on Instagram than I am with text to my friends. So like just yeah. message me on Instagram. I love it. Um, yeah, the empowered millennials. So reach out if anything I'm saying like really landed. Um, I'm here. Yeah. I'm here to help. Thank here you to so help. much. So For much. sure. And I, I also, before we wrap up too, I think yeah. it's important to say I am 42 mm-hmm. and I am very proudly child free. Mm. And was it something I th- I don't know if I always wanted it, but just as I evolved, this is how my life panned out. And this is what works for me. And this is what fits me. Mm. And I'm, and I love my life and I'm not, and sometimes child-free isn't necessarily the the right word. Cause I have children in my life. Yeah. I'm a, I'm, mm, Auntie Ange yeah. is like a dope ass aunt, Yeah, you know, yeah. but yeah, just motherhood wasn't the choice for me. It wasn't yeah. the the journey for me. And I think having an abortion and 
knowing that like and making those choices over time, like I've gotten to a place now where I'm like so, so happy and so overjoyed and grateful that I live a life that I live. So I just want to add that, add that in. I've never, I've never questioned it. I've never. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, that matters. And and you can be in your 40s and not have kids and like your life is yeah. meaningful, your life is valuable, your yeah. life is worthy. It's fucking dope. It's amazing. <laughs> I love it. I have a couple episodes back um in, you know, child free by choice. Yeah. And then also embracing child free even when it was children you wanted. Um yeah. Yeah. and it's a it's a beautiful life just like this my life is a beautiful life. Yeah. Um, you can live a beautiful life no matter what That's your it. story is. So I love 100%. that you brought that up at the end. Yeah. I feel like I wanted to say Cheers that because it you. is, it is something that I'm very like, I didn't think anybody gave a shit about my life choices mm-hmm. until I started speaking on it. And people were like, Hey, me too. Thank you so much. And I was like, wow, mm-hmm. if, if, if my stance, cause you know, if you're in your thirties and you're like, I don't know, this is fertile time. I don't know if I'm feeling this. Like, I just want to give you one side of the coin over here of like, this is could be possible for you if you want it. Just like motherhood could be like anything and everything is possible. It's whatever you want. Totally. You know, I just want to like provide that a space of like, hey, it's cool. It's cool if you choose this. Yeah. And I'll just say that sometimes people's minds wander to wonder And then they start to go down a train of like, maybe I should have, you had a great should quote at the very beginning. I forgot what it was like. Shitting all over yourself. (laughs) I don't know. It was different than that. But anyway, (laughs) Um, and I just want to note as a very happy, I'm 44. So as a very happy mother of three, sometimes I wonder, (laughs) wow, it must be amazing to be (laughs) child-free. And so if you're child free by choice or not, it's okay to wonder, wow, it must be amazing to have kids. Yeah. Wonder can just be a thing that happens. It doesn't mean you should have gone a different direction, right? And and guess what? If I ever get that need to be like, oh, I'm feeling called to motherhood. Maybe we'll adopt a baby. I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't feel that now, but I'll cross bridges as they come, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And I think defining I mean, your the family, same goes for me yeah. too. Technically I can walk away from all this. I can 100%. move to Costa Rica and just like, See ya. yeah, <laughs> off grid and be like child-free second half. Like, yeah. like we do have choice. Like we do yes. have, and yeah. So well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for the space today. Thank you for this conversation. Thank you for, connecting all of all the women who are going through um what can what is both a heavy decision and also an empowering one in all of the things in between yeah thank you i'm gonna go find my own it own your abortion work from yeah. the very beginning i'm gonna revive it <laughs> yeah let's do it send it out bust it out <laughs> bye all right thank you Thanks for listening, and as always, please consider sharing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. It helps me reach a wider audience and invites more people to thrive after abortion. If you're someone who chose abortion and find yourself struggling, hiding, or wishing you could move beyond your experience, head over to my website and book a call. We'll talk about how you can start living the life you made your choice for.